Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> me and we're fine you could just stay okay normal <laughs> no <laughs> certainly not not even gonna pretend speaking of not normal oh look at that that one went well <laughs> I, would... I, I i don't know if you're ready but i seized the opportunity because i didn't want to miss out i'll be ready thank god <laughs> i can't come up with another one speaking of not normal let me move my mic uh, now I'm ready. <laughs> We're talking about Wicker Man, 1973. Yes. The original. The OG the Wicker OG, Man. Which I still want to see the other one because now that I know bear what this punch, one is, I'm like, punch. what? Yeah. <laughs> the bees. <laughs> but that's not what we're doing. No. We're talking about the original Wicker Man from 1973, which is yes. <laughs> a wild ride. Absolutely. This was a patron pick. Thanks, patrons. Thanks, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. It sure is something. This has been on my list for a long Me time. Too. And I'm finally like, okay, can cross it off. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it yet. Maybe we'll figure it out as we go. That's what I was hoping. Good. <laughs> you want some facts? Yes, please. I don't have a ton. There wasn't a lot of like super, super interesting info about like how it was made. Mm-hmm. Mostly just like where it was filmed, yeah. which was just a bunch of islands in Scotland. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I have like sad facts about the movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> kind of. Okay. Because I was like, I don't have a ton. So if you have some, I have like one funny one about uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee? Yeah. Yeah. I have one fun about Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's made in 1973. Uh, it's inspired by David Pinner's 1967 novel Ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very loosely based on it. Yeah, they were mostly like, mm, just take a little bit of this, yeah. <laughs> like a little taste. I think someone at one point was like, yeah, the book is basically unreadable, so like we're going to have to change everything. <laughs> what a bummer for that guy. <laughs> we're so fucking mean about it. Damn. <laughs> well, okay. It was directed by Robin Harding, uh, also did The Fantasist, The Bull Dance, and The Wicker Tree. Mm, yeah the spiritual successor not to be confused with with the wicker man yes (laughs) uh written well the screenplay was written by anthony schaefer uh also did mr forbush and the penguins (laughs) sounds great (laughs) frenzy sleuth death on the nile appointment with death oh two deaths appointment with death on the nile yeah appointment with death on the nile (laughs) summersby uh and he was also a barrister Now that's a wig guy, right? (laughs) A lawyer, kind of. Like, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was funny because I was like, oh, not a lot. Oh, it's because he was a barrister. He's busy. (laughs) I see. It's like the film person that was also a surgeon. Yeah. They were like, yeah, I made some movies, but for the most part, I'm a surgeon. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Cinematography was Harvey Waxman. 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 Uh, Also did Sapphire. Brighton Rock, Swiss Family Robinson, The Day the Earth Caught Fire, not huh. stood still, oh, well. Crooks and Cloister, and The Nanny. I don't think it's the show, oh. but God, that would be a <laughs> that joy. That would be great. Uh, and The Anniversary. Huh. I'm not going to lie to you. I know none of these. No. I know Swiss Family Robinson. I've just not seen it or anything. I so, know um, And then there's that. And then the music uh, was Paul Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of info about Paul Giovanni. They're, like, he was described as like a composer an actor, a screenwriter, basically everything. Uh-huh. But then when I went to like credits, mm-hmm. just none. So I was like, well, what did you act in, my man? So I was like, well, give me more. <laughs> but they were like, no. Is he he wrote a musical, oh. um, but it like never got published or anything. So like, 
so I was like, well, Paul Giovanni. Specifically, it said most, like, mostly well-known for The Wicker Man. Okay. So it seems like he did this and was like, I'll ride this high. <laughs> he feels like the person that, like, bursts into a party. Like, I'm a triple threat trying to manifest that. Where it's like, I will create my felt future. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the kid that's manifested me an iPad. Yeah. It felt like he was just like, if I say it enough. Yeah. Um, he actually, so best known for this film, uh, wrote and sang the song, The Landlord's Daughter, oh. uh, and another one. I can't remember which one, but Howie. Landlord's Daughter, I think it may, it was one of the weird ones, not Howie, but, no. but it was one of the ones that I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but Landlord's Daughter was the one that had the most info. It was like, he sang in that, he appears in like a few scenes, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they kept it in or if they took it out, but he was in it originally, um, and that's and that's that on that. I wish I could find more information about Paul Giovanni, <laughs> but I got nothing. Okay, so now the budget. Yeah. Do you know it? They didn't pay the actors. No. So like they had no budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, budget five hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. Which roughly I get I think is like six hundred thousand probably around there. Um, but yeah, they didn't pay the actors. Uh, Because it was happening during, like, some rough stuff with, uh, is it Lionsgate? British Lion? British Lion. Was being, like, taken over. Yes. Yeah. So, like, during the movie, it was being bought out by someone. And they were like, bro, we got no money. Yeah. But my, my, that's my fun fact, actually, is that Christopher Lee just liked this movie so much. And he was like, I really want to branch out from what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And he, for some reason, was like, and this is the one. So he was like, we're making it. Like, uh-huh. everybody was like, bro, we're not getting paid. And he was like, well, it's happening. Yeah. So uh, he was fine with that. <laughs> Did you read about the, like, him trying desperately to get people to go see it in the theaters? No. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but what did, he, what did he do? Every film critic that he knew, he would be like, please go see this. I will pay for your seat. And anyone that he, like, got to go, like, loved it. And they were, he was like, no one asked me to, like, pay for their seat. But he was like, please go. (laughs) It's apparently very, like, well-loved. Like, it won a lot of awards, like, uh, like Saturn Awards, I think. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot from maybe the BBC or something like that. But, like, England specifically was like, oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) Um, And obviously now it's got, like, a cult following and people love it. Um. But yeah, apparently couldn't pay him. And Christopher was like, I got this. Uh-huh. Don't even worry. <laughs> it's like it was his movie. Yeah. Because um, it only made. Do you know how much it made? I have no idea. Give it a guess because this is funny. It's just 3,000 pounds. <laughs> $76,701. Okay. So you know it's bad when it gets exact. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like 701. <laughs> They were like counting out. They're like, can we please round up to 701? <laughs> One guy was like, I'll go see it again if that yeah. helps. Like, <laughs> so it's so funny. It just didn't do super well in theaters, but people ended up loving it once it did actually oh get, God. once Christopher, of course, sent it to everybody in the yes. world. Kind of like when you 2 put that album on everyone's iPad yeah, or iPhone. Yep. iPhone. What's it called? iPod. <laughs> wow. It was Christopher doing that to everybody, just Amazing. putting it on their their laptops. He was like, "All right, so Wicker Man comes yeah. with that." There you yep. go. <laughs> he was right to do it. Yeah, it's a wild fucking movie. It's a wild fucking movie. <laughs> Don't make me sum it up. <laughs> uh, some some naked pagans really give it to a Christian cop. <laughs> Him, huh? I really 
give it to him. To a virgin cop. <laughs> um, yeah, he's also a virgin. <coughs> I don't know why that... I mean, they do. They do give it to him. What do they give? You find out. <laughs> Watch the original Wicker Man. Watch the original The Wicker Man. I don't know where that came from. That just came out of me. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it was beautiful. Thank you. <gasps> what what do, what do the other people say? <laughs> Not that it matters. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has opinions, I think. I don't know. I may be reading well, too far little, into it. What are they, a little biased? Were a they little like, biased. We love it or we hate it? They don't, it's not biased in that way. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll read it and we'll talk Okay, about okay. <laughs> Sergeant Howie arrives on the small Scottish island of Summer Isle to investigate the report of a missing child. I don't know why I said, of a missing child. Of a child. missing child. <laughs> a conservative Christian. The policeman arrives, nope. The policeman observes the resident's frivolous sexual displays and strange pagan rituals. Yep. Particularly the temptations of Willow, daughter of the island magistrate, Lord Summer Isle. That's wrong. It's, he's, she's the daughter of the innkeeper. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever. Sure, whatever. Uh, the more Sergeant Howie learns about the Islanders' strange practices, the closer he gets to tracking down the missing child. I feel like that puts a lot of credit on it, or like gives him a lot of credit. Yeah. And it's also frivolous sexual experiences. Okay. Like, oh, I see. We've got opinions. <clears throat> uh huh. <laughs> Whose side Someone's are you on? <laughs> yeah. Somebody loves cops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good thing they really give it to him in this movie. Thank God. <laughs> Thank the sun god. Um, I uh, truly have no fucking clue what you're going to talk about. Besides maybe paganism. I, let me give it one more good guess. Okay. Virgins. <laughs> A history of virgins. A history of virgins in film. <laughs> no, not even film. Just virgins. Just virgins. <laughs> and it's when you have not had sex. All right. Well, that <laughs> about covers it. We're done. <laughs> I have no, I truly have no clue. This is one of those films where you're like, where the fuck do I start? Do I narrow my focus to something like hyper specific or keep it broad to provide a foundation? Right. It was especially hard because I've only seen this once and I was laughing with surprise for basically a third of it. And so I a wasn't. A lot of it is, whoa, ah, <laughs> where it's like awkward, nervous, nervous laughter. laughter. And I was not typing during the laughter. No. Uh, so I went broad. So Good. I want to cover a few things and then get some opinions. Oh boy. <laughs> okay yeah first up what is folk horror what is it what is what are frogs uh so it's generally understood not frogs folk horror yeah uh it's generally understood to be quote a subgenre of horror film and horror fiction that uses elements of folklore to invoke fear and foreboding typical elements include a rural setting isolation and themes of superstition folk mm-hmm. religion paganism sacrifice and dark aspects of nature thank you Wikipedia. Okay. yeah thank you so what distinguishes it from supernatural horror is that emphasis is on humanity mm-hmm. not like otherworldly forces right so it's foregrounding ancient god no <laughs> no you got it you got it <laughs> What distinguishes it from supernatural horror is the emphasis on humanity, not otherworldly forces. So it's not foregrounding ancient gods like popping in to ruin your day. It's what the belief in those gods leads the humans to do, especially when naive outsiders. Outsiders? Outsiders. Outsiders. When a satyr comes in and is like, what up? (laughs) I'm from out there. (laughs) Like, this isn't your myth. (laughs) Get out of here. So whenever naive outsiders yeah. journey into frame it's focusing on that and what right. belief makes them do with like, or to those people right yeah so a lot of the articles i read kept repeating that the wicker man is one of the three films generally regarded as a sort of unholy trinity of full cover okay 
The other two being Blood on Satan's Claw and okay. Witchfinder General. And I know that Blood on Satan's Claw is supposed to be like foreboding, but right. to me, it's like, fuck, I got blood on my claw again. And it's like yeah, uncomfortable. It's like, kind of like he's like, oh shit. I'm not gonna be able to relax until I wash my hands. I just need a clean claw. Oh, mind if I wash my claw? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, you do. You yeah, do. You it's do okay. You. Yeah. So Adam Scovel, I don't know if it's Scovel or Scovel. It's S C O V E L L. It's a hot name. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. Scoville. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. It's entirely too long, but I do get it now. I was worried someone would just be like, dang, he's got a crush. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> so <right>. Adam Pepper. <laughs> Adam Hotman. Adam Hotman. I don't I don't want to attribute anything to him, <laughs> given my distaste for some of the things he says. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, so Adam Scovell, while writing for the British Film Institute, said that they all, quote, subvert expectations having little in common except their nihilistic tone and countryside setting. Mm-hmm. He also noted their, quote, emphasis on landscape, which subsequently isolates its communities and individuals. This may sound a bit similar to another subgenre we've covered, gothic horror. So oh, I want to yeah. quickly draw a distinction between the two. Yeah, shut that down. Shut it down. Uh, I had to take a trip back to my notes on An American Werewolf in London. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like... Gothic What's horror again. <laughs> <laughs> so gothic horror is named as such because of the gothic castles and ruins that it generally featured as the right. setting originally however it is no longer tied exclusively to that sort of crumbling castle yeah gothic horror can be set in an old mansion or an apartment building did we, we in- just did we decide that uh uh crimson peak yes did we decide that one which one was that it's either gothic horror or gothic romance right we couldn't decide because yeah. it was like a romance but oh, also horror yeah. it's like both okay yeah. that was when you said gothic horror that yes. was the one i was like we talked about that but yes. we haven't covered no, it no we have not so i was like what did we say <laughs> and every time we gear it for um a patron pick Can or the simul watch think about it i'm always like simul watch no save it i know <laughs> it's just fun it's just okay fun. yeah so yeah. that vibe but yes yeah, maybe so- less romance <laughs> Maybe. maybe maybe we don't know <laughs> we don't know um some folks have said that rosemary's baby is like gothic oh, horror yeah, okay it's like the apartment right is, it's very yeah. victorian looking so like i yeah. could you know stately stately mm-hmm. uh the important part is that the landscape is bleak and invokes unease and or terror so if it does those you can call it gothic horror okay so how does that compare and contrast with folk horror right they both deal with fear and foreboding related to the setting. Hello, horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and often both are geographically isolated, yeah. but folk horror generally pulls on themes of belief and communities in those rural settings, while gothic horror generally looks at the struggles between humanity and some unnatural evil whilst yeah. in a creepy as fuck and bleak as hell setting. So yeah, the setting I feel like plays more of a part, like the setting itself yeah. rather than the people in the setting. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like a common thread between them, yeah. but it's like, what are the people doing there? And right. is it focused on like community versus outsiders? Is it like man versus fate or man yeah. versus supernatural forces? Whatever. So the distinction is harder to make when you consider that folk horror isn't considered by everyone to actually be a distinct subgenre, but more of a common thread of preoccupations that you mm-hmm. can trace through films. Yeah. And this really feels like another mm-hmm. example of subgenres not being solidly defined or structured. Yeah. Because it's like the people saying like, oh, found footage isn't a subgenre, it's a style. Or yeah. like, oh, it's, a subgenre is just so murky. Yeah. And we pe- talked about that. Yeah. How it's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't want to be like, folk horror is definitely a subgenre or it's not a subgenre. I'm like, some people say it is a subgenre. Like, perhaps it is. And I think it's similar to gothic horror in some respects. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because yeah. like, I'm trying to think of movies right now where I'm like, well, would that be a folk horror? And I'm like, I, I really don't. 
no. Like, yeah. I the ritual. That's actually one that they listed, which I really? thought was interesting because that can be both folk horror in some respects and then like a supernatural horror yeah, in because, others. Because there actually is a creature. And it's more prominent than the people that mm. are believing in this creature. Like we only see them at the end. So yeah. I'm like, so who am I supposed to be? But they are isolated. Yeah. And they are in like a very distinct very like setting. Distinct. So I'm like, yeah. so what? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't decide. It's, <laughs> I was like, it's, I don't know. It's tricky. Yeah, I was like, that's hard. Q Beastie Boys. Um, <laughs> that is one of the songs that's just like always playing up in there. Really, you got a lot. I do have a lot. It's just you know what your your brain is like, and I mean this in a good way. No, I hit clips. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, and it just plays a little bit. Yes. Okay, oh, you no. just like a little hit clip. Oh shit! I love it. A hit clip. I think that's great. I'm just the I'm most gonna get you a random mismatched hit clip. Yes. Yeah. You've collected oh, for a while. I have. <laughs> oh, no. Next tattoo is just like the keychain hit clip. Can you just get a hit clip? <laughs> yeah. The knife is good, but yeah. the hit clip. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> what if we got a hit clip of just all our little clips, but they're all little quotes. So one is a little knife. One's oh, a frog. One's a... <laughs> that's so cute. All right. All right. It's not important. <laughs> Or it's important, but just not right just now. Just right now. Just not right now. So anyway, uh, back to full car and yes. the writers that have like traced its history back to 1970s British cinema. Mm-hmm. Whenever I read that, I was just like, <laughs> uh, because it's older and broader and less white than that. Yeah. <laughs> so there were definitely writers and critics that pointed that out. I'm not saying that everyone is ignoring this. Right. But I found it problematic that so many articles will center these films without actually stating that their area of focus is narrow right so like if it's the unholy trinity for whom uh i haven't read scovell's work so it's entirely unholy white trinity i mean there it is yes i mean yes white people like these ones yes white people specifically in this region are like (laughs) (laughs) so i haven't read like actually scovell's work that everyone's quoting but it's like possible that he makes it abundantly clear that he's solely focusing on folk horror resurgence in Britain. Yeah. But I think it does need to be explicit that it wasn't new in the 60s and it was a regional resurgence. Right. So horror films coming out of Southeast Asia have always had a strong tie to folklore. Mm -hmm. Not every film will, of course, but it's like a common theme within their cinema. And aside from the Japanese folk horror that we've talked about specifically, there's also a lot of focus on Indonesian folk horror. Yeah. And so a lot of the articles will be like Wicker Man, one of the unholy trinity. And I was like, unholy British trinity. Trinity. You have to specifically say, because otherwise you are saying that folk horror can be reduced to the British Isles. And I'm just like... And if that's the case, what's going on there? Are you guys okay? Are you guys okay? Do you need our help? (laughs) I don't want to help, but I'm not coming over there. I want to know if you need help. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, So before digging any further into The Wicker Man, I just, I want to say it has to be understood as part of a long and diverse history of global folk horror. Yeah. Blood on Satan's Claw, Witchfinder General, and The Wicker Man are hugely influential and notable films in British folk horror. Yes. <laughs> and Scovell theorizes that the increased popularity of the genre at the time was influenced by the ending of the counterculture and new age movements. Oh, okay. I don't remember when exactly we talked about it, but we did talk about the way the end of the hippie era was framed by some as like inevitable collapse into violence and occultism. We did talk about that. We'll have so, to like, look because we did. Manson and yeah. uh, the way like, uh, what was it? My brain stopped. It wasn't Texas Chainsaw, was it? 
No, it was later than that. It was, yeah. I guess yeah. it was later than that because that was a relatively early film. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to look because yeah. I know we did. Yeah. But I could have gone into my notes, but I sure did not. Um, <laughs> it's past Kate's problem. Uh, but the framing of the counterculture movement, especially at the end, was really picked up in some regards yeah. as like this degeneration or like finally revealing their true colors of yeah. being like violent and occulty and yeah. Manson murders. Right. So that could be influential in terms of folk horror mm-hmm. and being like, oh, the peace loving hippies, huh? Yeah. They'll eat you. Uh, I don't think they ate him, but they did burn him alive. Um, So we obviously have talked extensively at cultural anxieties and how we navigate that within folklore, literature, and horror films. So I think there's a pretty clear correlation between like the popularity of folk horror, horror, (laughs) drawing on older religions and beliefs in the UK, and the anxiety and backlash surrounding the counterculture movement. Yeah, I'm not going to spend time on directorial intent here because the impetus for this film was Christopher Lee saying, I don't want to be in another monster movie. I want to do something dramatic and manly. Yeah. Almost verbatim. They were going for aesthetic and mood in this film. Right. I found very little to suggest that there was a deep-seated reason for covering pagan religions at no. this time. So instead of focusing on moral lessons that the director or writer wanted to like pass along, I wanted to talk about how we engage with the film over the decades. And it's yeah. the 50th anniversary, BB. Wow. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we 73. did that before once yeah. where we were like, did we accidentally do that? Yeah. Wasn't it Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes. Yeah. We, this time, yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, welcome, anniversary hey. time. <laughs> uh, and something that I came across and I found amusing was that it's generally well regarded by pagans. Uh, it's it's very accurate. Yes. That's that's the thing that they, like when I was reading about the director, he was like, no, no, no. One thing I want to make sure I get yeah. right is that I want the paganism to be represented accurately. Yes. So that is actually like and not surprising that they're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and he like definitely picked from like different yes. mythologies within paganism, but like the pagans are like, no, oh, you did a pretty good job. Like they, yeah. Like he didn't stray and, and put it in his own things. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, it all came from It came from beliefs. some source. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So I have a quote for you. Yes. uh, From an article in The Independent. Okay. So, quote, real life Wiccans tend to approve too, no matter that the Wicker Man ultimately depicts them unflatteringly via the sacrifice of Howie, a devout Christian literally consumed by a more ancient belief system. Yeah. It is rather strange that the Wicker Man, where the villains are undoubtedly the pagans. Yeah. Okay. Where where the villains are undoubtedly the pagans. I was like, the villagers are off. Yes. The what? Yeah. Was it ever doubted the villagers are the pagans? Okay. (laughs) Where the villains are undoubtedly the pagans has become a cult classic in the pagan community, says pagan blogger Jason Mankey. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is because The Wicker Man was the first movie to portray pagans in something close to a sympathetic light. Sure, they have to sacrifice a person on May Day every once in a while, but for the most part, their society feels like a rather joyous one. It also doesn't hurt that two of the more prominent members of that society are Christopher Lee and Britt Eklund. Yeah. <laughs> the Wicker Man was also one of the first movies to feature scenes and ideas common in modern paganism. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of validation that comes from seeing yourself on the big screen, even if it's not a completely positive portrayal. The soundtrack to the movie is also quite good, adding to the it appeal. Good. There are pagan musicians today who still play songs from the movie, just because the film remains such an important touchstone for many in our community. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought it was a little bit hilarious in general. Yeah. The pagans watched this and were like, gold star, you tried. I'll give you a pass for making us like take Right. They were like, maybe we were murderers, but like, yeah. you know. But good, gold star. Gold star. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was both like heartwarming and funny. Yeah. And then going past just the response to it from like specific communities, I wanted to spend the last portion of Nerd Corner talking about how we engage with this over the yeah. decades. So Howie is devoutly and loudly Christian. 
He sure is. And he makes sure everyone knows exactly how he feels about their beliefs. And he's not just saying, I disagree with you, but oh, no. your beliefs are wrong and bad. Right. He's just like, it's because you haven't had time to like hang out with Christ. Okay. Yeah. He's like, you got to get to know the man. <laughs> Walk with Christ. And they're all like, okay. And he's like, if you don't see two things of footprints, because he carries you, don't be worried. And it's like, okay, well, thanks, Howie. Ignore the hoof prints next to it. That wasn't Satan. <laughs> That's not Satan. <laughs> So there's like a clear value judgment from him because he ends up being, okay, sorry, I need to take it back because I was like, what is that connecting to? So he's not just saying like, we believe different things. He's saying we believe different things and also your things that you believe bad. Yeah. And that's like a clear value judgment. It's not just noticing differences. Yeah. Uh, and because he ends up being correct that they're going to sacrifice a human, just the wrong human, you know, whoopsie doodle. Yeah. Uh, does that mean that he's justified in his condemnation of the people and their belief system? Is the film setting him up as a religious martyr? Or a hapless fool who happens to be Christian and yeah. correct about the whole sacrifice thing. But every other facet <laughs> of his belief or actions are up to interpretation. Yeah. As a society, we're not great with grays. No. So, <laughs> we struggle. We it struggle. makes it sound like we specifically struggle with gray aliens. Because that's what they call them is the grays. <laughs> so you're like, we struggle with the grays. And I'm like, honestly, not false. <laughs> and they're like, we struggle with you too. And their mouths going, are huge. <laughs> We hate you guys. Uh, I think that it, like that phrasing actually goes, not the grays as the aliens. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, a, yeah. But fucking with the grays mm -hmm. is something from, I think, a black feminist writer where she talks about like black and white ideology and not yeah. like racial black and white, but just, but just in terms of like, it's hard to fuck with the grays and to find like certain validation within problematic things or right. whatever. So I want to like give credit. Oh I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for my notes, I'll try to find the not about that gray aliens. Guys. Not about that gray was, aliens. That was a Nikki original, <laughs> <laughs> and it was welcome. Thanks, thank mm -hmm. you. But we tend to like things that are very clearly good or bad. So engaging with this film across time and place is interesting. So is his message readily accepted as virtuous in a certain region in a certain decade, or do we get that cognitive dissonance when we loathe the way he acts but feel icky that he was sacrificed? Yeah. Are we like, LOL, fuck you, Howie, and fully on the side of the inhabitants of Summer Isle? Do we watch as impartial observers, amused and confused? I, so, yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Generally, I feel like the director's prerogative was more or less, there's folk history to draw on. The imagery of a burning wicker effigy is really compelling and creeps me out. Let's roll with it. And it's yeah. not like intended as a dis dissection of religious tenets themselves, but instead looks at how humans who all believe the same thing can justify horrible actions. Right. So ultimately, like the purpose of my nerd corner was not really to assert anything in particular. Yeah. More so open up discussion around the emotions and it. perspectives we take while watching and how that would vary inherently by time, place, and situation. Yeah. And I feel like it can all tie back into folk horror. So oh, the yeah. longevity of folk tales is dependent on their relevance. So a folk horror film that makes us feel nothing is not yeah. going to stick in the zeitgeist. What does it inspire? And what is the horror? It's This one is hard, especially because I feel like sometimes with folk horror... So like if we're using the ritual for an example, which yeah. we don't know for sure if it fits in here, yeah. but if it does, mm -hmm. that one is one that we don't necessarily know is super real or based on something that is like very real. Yeah. <laughs> so you can be like, oh, they're wild. But with this one, I'm like, well, the, even the pagans were like, yeah, no, that's, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard. Yeah. Let me just say, here's how I feel about it. Yes. <laughs> While I was watching it, I couldn't decide if Howie was meant to be a wild version of Christianity yeah. or if that's just how people in that 
because it's 1973. That's yeah. pretty early. So I was like, is that just how people engaged with Christianity in the 1970s? Is like, is how we kind of just like a very normal Christian man? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I was like, am I supposed to think he's kind of extreme? Or is that just me? Because now I would find him to be way too extreme. I was wondering the same. So I don't know. <laughs> so I'm engaging in with it from my point of view, which is that how he is way too extreme. Yeah. And the pagans are also in like extreme. So I went with it as like, there are two religions that maybe each one was just taking it a little too far. Yeah. And that's just, and one just happened to be very judgy. One happened to be very free. Yeah. So it's like, just, it just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who to root for because I was like, well, you're both kind of doing the wrong thing here. Like one, maybe more than the other. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. But (laughs) I, I had so much, emotional turmoil whilst <laughs> yeah. watching this because I fucking hate Howie. I know. I think he's a dick. I'm glad it wasn't just me. No. I was watching it and I was like, okay. <laughs> the entire time, he is so goddamn disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And yes, he's there to look for a missing child. He is. But he also spends all of his time like basically defacing their property. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm going to put, make a cross out of like a crate and like put this up here. I'm going to devalue your religion to your face. I'm going to do everything possible to make you feel lesser than. He does nothing but disrespect their religion while demanding respect for his. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do that. You, Mm -mm. you can't have it both ways here. Like (laughs) you are doing to them what you perceive they are doing to you. Yeah. And it was like, I hated him. Yeah. And I figured out pretty early on that it was him that would yeah. be sacrificed. I was like, okay, so you're a virgin. Mm-hmm. They said he was a virgin. And I went, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get ready to die. Um, but I, <laughs> I didn't feel bad. The only person that I ever felt bad for that they got me with was Rowan. Yeah. Because I was like, oh man, like, I wonder how this happened. And even though I knew she was either going to double cross him mm-hmm. in a way or not be real. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really care about Howie. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. And it's like, I had seen the Christopher Cage. Christopher Cage. <laughs> no, I have not. I've just seen the Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, 2006 version. And so I knew that I Howie was going to die. It's been so long. Yeah. So I didn't remember how much of it was similar. Yeah. So oh, I didn't remember. Overall, just the fact that like he is tricked into going there and he okay. is sacrificed. Like, See, I didn't remember if he was even supposed to be Howie or if they had changed it. Because I was like, the bees yeah. really threw me off. And yeah. So I was like, hmm. They give him slightly more backstory in the Nick Cage one where it's like he had like a failure he to had, save like, a, someone. a tie to something. Yeah. yeah. That made him, Yeah. And so, like, the premise is, like, he is, he believes that there's a missing child or a yes. missing person So on it's that still island. that yeah. same. Okay. And he is still ultimately sacrificed. Right. Uh, so, going into this, I was like, I know that Howie is going to be lured to this island. Yeah. Rowan is not missing in the way that he thinks she is. Right. And he's going to die in a wicker man. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and still, I was not sympathetic to him. No. <laughs> because. Sorry. <coughs> Gross. Uh. Because he is just so, like, what's the word? It's not unilateral. That's not, like, explaining it. But it's so absolutist. Mm-hmm. And I just have no room for that. No. Where he's just like, if you don't believe what I believe, then it's wrong. Is his way or the highway. And I don't I don't care no. for him. <laughs> and so it's like, I, 
it's one of those things where you're like, am I rooting for the wrong people? That's the problem too. Not the problem, but like, like the pagan, um, uh, was the blog that you, you read? Uh, it was a pagan blogger that was interviewed by the Okay. Yeah. Like that person said, they are portrayed in a pretty like, mostly positive. Kind light. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just doing like what they believe and it's not hurting anybody until like, you know, we'll get there. But like, they're just doing what they believe, and for yeah. the most part, they're very happy. Yeah. Like, when they were talking about, like, the trees, and they're like, oh, we don't say death. Like, they go back to the earth. I was like, that's so nice. Yeah. And, like, they kept saying things that were yeah. like, aw. Yeah. And everybody got along. Everyone was a very, very close-knit community. They kept being like, you know, I know this person personally. I know this person's name. Mm-hmm. The town was small. <laughs> I was like, lucky town. <laughs> I was like, this is a very beautiful yeah. place. And then, yeah, maybe they sacrifice Howie. But uh, I'm with the pagans on this that were like, listen, maybe they don't portray us as the best. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of the worst. And something that also, like, I, I'm i just like, this was 50 years ago. I don't understand what how this would have been received specifically in this time. But I when don't he's know. telling them that they're teaching their children filth. Yes. And I was like. You should run for office in Florida. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, I was that's like, what they're saying right now. That's, like that's what made it so hard too. Is that I'm like there are people who still talk like this yeah. now, and they are still like like certain groups are like, oh, yeah. I love them. They're great. They're doing the right thing. So I'm like, would someone watch this and root for Howie? Yeah. Did people back then genuinely just root for Howie? So it's like that's why ultimately the way that I. <laughs> feel about it i just i'm like having a crisis i'm having visually. a crisis but uh, i like it like i have to like the way that i'm perceiving it or choosing to embrace it yeah. is that it's not about the religion that I either espouse right. it's about the ways that those beliefs like <clears throat> clash and can make people do things in the pursuit of that yeah. belief so i think it might be important that lord summer isle like the whole paganism thing on that island mm-hmm. only had a resurgence because his grandfather was like, let's try this. And Lord Summerall doesn't really seem like he seems kind of like, it's kind of a toss up whether he actually believes in it or not. Yeah. But he's like, well, they believe it. And yeah. it keeps the peace when they believe it. So and like, so he's more of like a manipulative force. Yeah. And so to me, it's not about like the religion is Christianity and the religion is paganism, but like these people are so firm in their beliefs that this is what happens when like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yeah. So ultimately that's what I have to come down to because yeah. I can't, I don't, there's no way that I can understand how a Christian audience would receive this in the seventies. Right. I have no idea. I just um, have to go off how I feel, yeah. which is that, like, it is two very strong opposing forces, and one might be more wrong than the other, but, yeah. like, the other one isn't great. No. So it's it's just interesting. Yeah. I really, it was just weird and fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wild ride, but I enjoyed it, I think. <laughs> like, I think I did. Well, we can talk about that now, because that was society. Now we can talk about horror. Yeah. <laughs> I can get to my notes, which, like, most of my notes are, I feel like, goofy. I, I I feel like none of them are technical. So I'll get to the technical stuff I liked first, mm-hmm. and then I'll get to the weird shit. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm assuming it will hopefully be one of the the tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, daylight horror. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I love those. Um, anytime the setting is just beautiful and sunny and great, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, it reminded me of... 
I can't think of the name now. The new one that everyone quotes. I'm the May Queen. It's oh, Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. yeah. yeah it reminded me of that, yeah. but like without that that uh, divide that we can't figure out yeah. because like the people that show up are friends with a guy from there and they're, they're, they seem for the most part to be like kind people. They're not really trying to be like, what you're doing is wrong. They're really like, we're just here to experience it mm-hmm. and are murdered there, therefore. And so it reminded me of that, but I liked this slightly more because of the like wild divide because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so I liked this a little more. Um, I have one friend, a patron actually, who's going to yell at me for that. Sorry. <laughs> they have big opinions about my thoughts on mids. <laughs> Amazing. I, I'll tell you who it is later. Yep. <laughs> you know who you I are, my friend. I love you. Um, but <laughs> I liked this one. I thought it was really interesting because it made me think. Um, and I liked that uh, it kind of like does it in a weird fever dream kind of way the yeah. way that they shoot things the shots are always kind of different or far away they're up close the the chasing scene with the hobby horse is oh, incredible it's like scooby-doo-esque yes yeah because it's kind of goofy but then i'm like but this is so spooky and scary yeah. and i'm like i think it's on purpose to be like what a fun like wild time we're having mm-hmm. until all of a sudden it's like this most sinister thing yeah because really they on purpose, didn't want any blood or anything. They didn't want a movie that relied on, like, gore or anything like that. So, like, good job. Um, and really, the only re- thing that's scary is that this missing girl. Yeah. And that she might be sacrificed. And But you don't know that the whole time. So they do a good job of just misleading and, like, confusing you and sometimes showing you things. And you're like, is that real? Is that a dream? Is this, like, a weird sequence where, like, it's not actually happening? Where she's, like, pounding on the walls and he can hear it, and he's reacting to it, but also he looks ill. So I'm like, is this man just having, like, a dream? Is she actually out there being like, watch me shake my butt? I have so many notes about that, too. <laughs> I, I was like, what is happening? Also, that's a body double. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my notes. Yeah. It was doing the research. She was three months pregnant. Yep. So they were like, we need someone to shake the butt. <laughs> they also dubbed her voice. Yep. <laughs> and so I'm like, how much of that was actually Brit Eklund? <laughs> I literally thought the same thing. I read it and I went, what did you do? <laughs> I was like, that oh, she acted. She jellyfished in front yeah, of the Yeah, she jellyfished. Yeah. But, but it was just, so much of it was like kind of funny and kind of lighthearted acting and kind of like, woo! But then within this sinister like plot. Yeah. But none of them acted as if it was sinister besides Howie. So it really just gives you this weird like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And it's kind of like when we watched Black Phone, how they mislead you on purpose. That's yeah. what it felt like. I felt like I was constantly being, like, not lied to, but just, like, to my face. Yeah. They were just like, I'm dancing. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like you're hiding something. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you're going to murder a little girl. But I don't know. I am, like, moth to a flame with, like, absurdist stuff. And yeah. so, like, when the woman is breastfeeding in the cemetery and holding an egg just outstretched in the other hand, I was like, this is my shit. <laughs> I was like, yes. When they're all leaping over the fire, and I was like, absolutely. I was yeah. like, I love that. Yeah. It was great. Not that that's, like, absurdist. But, like, it's it's just something that you would not see, like, uh, you know. I mean, I don't yeah. see that often. But I wouldn't mind, I guess. It's fine. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. When they're all in the... <laughs> And they're all in the cemetery. Was it cemetery or beach? Fucking. 
Uh, cemetery. And they're all in the cemetery just fucking. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then a nude woman straddles a grave crying. Yes! And I was like, she okay? Like, part yeah. of me wanted to go up to her and be like, are you all right? And then another part of me was like, I don't know what they're hiding. I Mm-mm. just was constantly pulled in two different directions. And I was like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and And because it was so bright and fun and the colors are like, it's that 1970s look, you know, where yeah. it's like not technicolor, but it's very bright and yeah. like colors seem to be very, I don't know, not dull. Yeah. So you're kind of like, I'm vibing. I'm having a good time. Do you know something funny about the filming itself? What? So it's supposed to take place in spring. Yeah. Uh, they had to film in November. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. They had to like rush it because the company was being bought. And so they were like, we have to do this right now. Oh, yeah. Otherwise they might pull the plug. And it was November. Oh, uh, no. And so they had to like have fake trees and like glue buds onto things to be like, it's totally spring. Well, they did a great job. It looked yeah. very, uh, I don't know, idyllic and green and yeah. nice. So I was like, good for you, yeah. man. I really would not have known. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's interesting. And the camera angles are great. The lighting is just so natural looking mm-hmm. for the most part. I can't think of a part that it's like super unnatural. Um, I really can't think of any thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like when they're in the cemetery and it's dark out, like night, mm-hmm. you do have like some light. Yeah. But it's not wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not too dark and it's not too bright. So they did a good job of being yeah. like, yes, we know we have to light this. But it didn't look wild on a scale from the original descent to descent to it was closer to descent. it was closer to descent <laughs> absolutely yeah. it's wild that the first one is a, a guide for perfect lighting yep. and the second one is truly yes. an absolute abomination yes um so yeah it was it's it's right closer to descent like it, it does it so well i thought yeah there was not a part that i was like this wouldn't happen you know mm-hmm. and i love when they're out in the open in like the big fields and stuff it just looked like really nice, natural yeah. lighting. There wasn't a, you know, it wasn't like too sunny. Because sometimes when people shoot things outside, you're like, okay, everyone looks like a ghost, yep. you know? <laughs> but no, it looked pretty good. Especially for people having to wear a lot of white. I was like, good on you. Good yeah, job. That's yeah. not fucking easy. Yeah. And uh, I love the camera angles the most. I feel like there was also some interesting camera movement. Yes. Like aside yes. from like intentional, like within a scene, like refocusing and stuff, there was also when he's like riding in like a carriage mm-hmm. or like something to Lord Summer Isle. Yeah. And it just felt like jostly. Yeah. And I was like, is this because of the technology at the time or was that intentional to be like, we're on the horse and buggy? I think it's more intentional okay. because um, when did they do Steady Cam? It's in my notes somewhere, but. Yeah. Pretty sure steady cam was already potentially a thing, and if not, they they knew how to keep it still. Okay. So I don't know. I'm pretty impressed with how they did it, and like made you feel like you were kind of experiencing these things with mm-hmm. Howie. But I don't know. It yeah. was just interesting. Again, is that supposed to be like we're experiencing it from the point of view of Howie? Are we supposed to be like, whoa, look at these horrible things they're doing? I don't know. Because I don't, I'm not no from idea. the 1970s, and I have no idea. I have no idea. But that's what it felt like. It yeah. felt like I was seeing things from, like, his point of view. And if not, then I was, like, an onlooker being yeah. like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, with her dancing and him reacting to it, yeah. like, getting them simultaneously. I couldn't tell if it was real, but I liked it. Yeah. That was cool. Those are my technical notes. Okay. Those are my, like, I loved the camera angles, loved the lighting. I'm so excited for your unhinged. It's pretty. <laughs> I wrote a lot of weird shit. Uh, I said, 
What's with the wild sound at the start? Turns out that was just for the production company. Did you hear all the bird noises and the... Yes. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I thought I was playing two videos at once on accident. I was like, did I I leave YouTube up? (laughs) No, that's just what it was. I said, love the Scottish music. Can't go wrong. Some good old Scottish sounds. Um, But then I said, (laughs) I said, I'm Scottish. Is this what I should be doing? (laughs) And I don't even know what part... (laughs) Apparently, I need to get it together. Um, I liked the bird's eye view, too, because mm. that really showed the isolated, you know, ness of, like, the island and stuff. Good stuff. Love it. Then they had a great switch to just 1970s folk music. Yeah. And I was like, hell yes. I loved it. It was, like, oh, it was so good. It really also helped with the isolation because it was very much, like, here's our music. Here's, like, music that we wrote and we sang. And then it would switch to, like, these songs that you kind of know. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like what's happening here? <laughs> it was like, I'm getting whiplash, but it was great. Oh, here's a note that I regret. I said, so far, I wish I lived here. I fear that will change. <laughs> I said, I'm already getting bad vibes from these men. Yeah. They would just like, one would appear and see the plane. One would just show up and see the plane. And like, it really just gave you that eerie closeness of the island. And they do that multiple times. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I said, love the way people just kept showing up. And now everyone's looking. Pretty spooky. And I said, creepy candy store. You love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to stay at the Green Man Inn. I no longer wish to stay at no, the Green Man Inn. I no Inn. longer wish to stay there. I said, this landlord has greasy, sneaky, greasy, sneaky snake vibes. Yes. And then I said, damn, Willow, her vibes are way better. Yeah. And then I said, oh, but this song is fucked. Like, bro, she's right there. I know. I was, she's just like, she looked so pleasantly vacant yes. where she's like, like Oh, yes. yes, I'm a huge slut. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. They're like, yeah, what? Yeah. It's like, and claim it, Willow. Because at that point, we don't really know that this is a very, like... Sexually free. Sexual free, like, yeah. community. So at first, I'm like, they're fucking roasting her. And mm. then I was like, oh, no, they're, like, loving yeah. this, and so does she. Yeah. And I love that for they're her. like, our hero, Willow. Yeah, and hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, sex is great. Yep. And that's it's amazing. A gas. It's a gas. <laughs> and <laughs> I love that. But I just love, this song is fucked. Like, bro, she's right <laughs> I said this police officer this officer is not having it no he's not um i like how all of this is shot straight on and then all of a sudden it'll cut to like a weird angle mm-hmm. so you're just kind of like what the fuck yeah. it just confuses you mm-hmm. uh giving the sense that like something's off almost yeah. like when you have like a a fever and like you're looking at things and all of a sudden you get kind of dizzy like yeah. you know that you're not feeling right but you're like oh so i don't i don't know well, so <laughs> maybe had vertigo this week so i know <laughs> so you're <I'm> sorry <laughs> um and i said no apples just murder me now <laughs> and then she said food is everything willow i was like fuck off uh-huh and i'm <laughs> like you're from like great britain you cannot say it well okay hold on i don't Scotland's part of the UK. Yeah. I don't know if Great Britain is specifically British. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. I I know that they get real salty about it, but I was like, generally, the food is not known to be super well spiced. So I was like, calm down. Yeah. Food is everything, Willow. I was like, fuck off. Yeah. And I said, beach orgy. Weird slow-mo, almost freeze frames. No, no, it's just questions. No, no, it's just (laughs) questions. That's it. Just liked it. Uh I said, this this cop really just walked into a sexy nightmare. I would leave immediately. But that's only because... I felt like I might get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the sex vibes that were making me want to leave. Yeah. It was truly the murder vibes yeah. that I was like, I'm unsure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> it was really the, the, ha I'm in danger. I was about to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was the like, we're having 
having a good time, but this could change at any moment. We'll put Howie's face on that meme. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in danger. I said, oh, Willow, you scamp. Because she sure is a scamp. Yeah. She really was just like, I, I will I will try to fuck this cop. And yeah. And if he says no, we're putting him in the wicker man. Yeah. <laughs> All he had to do was have sex with Willow. What a good time he could have had. What a good time. That's on him. Yeah. I said, I do love that everything seems to be happening at the same time. And yet you don't know that for sure. So like with her dance and him, like for the most part, you do find out, yes, she was trying to like get him to, you know, do it. Um, but I just didn't know. <laughs> said the old slap it all dance it's uh-huh so she's slapping everything and then my next note because he was having a crisis about a naked woman dance and i said it's the religious trauma in it in it because <laughs> he was going through it she was like doing her butt dance and he was like i'm gonna die oh, i missed it it's a religious trauma in it it's a religious trauma in it uh my notes at the same time <sighs> For that, is yeah. she knocks on the wall, singing the nude sensually. Uh, she jellyfishes in front of the curtains. He opens the door in the weirdest way. <laughs> Creepy doll alert. She dances thrashingly, bangs around the room, taunting yep. him through the wall with her drumming practice. Yes. She is a promising percussionist. Yes. And he is sweating against the wall with want. <laughs> just <laughs> stricken. <laughs> He's just unwell. It's a religious drum in uh, I said the music is so odd. It really adds to the ambiance of this movie. Without it, it would just be so different. But boy, it's something. My legit next note was the boingiest music. <laughs> it's so boinging. <laughs> it's just like, mine, mine, mine. and I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> At no moment did I feel calm or safe. No. <laughs> and that's fine. It's a, it's a good movie, I think. I don't I think. know. <laughs> but I never felt <laughs> at, at ease. I just felt constantly like stressed. Yes. Like anxious. And I know that that's... I know it's the intent to be like, you feel uncomfortable and you can't always pinpoint why. Yes. And I'm like, you did it. You I need to watch this again. <laughs> because sometimes he, Howie makes me so uncomfortable. But then sometimes they do things and I'm like, you are giving murder vibes yeah. right now. Sometimes I was like, just tone it down. Yeah. You know, because I was like, your community seems lovely, yeah. but you got to stop with the murder vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> I said that child looks like she's in her 30s. There's one specific kid in the, the schoolhouse. Yes. The girl. It was the one that, like, he kind of talked to. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's a 30-year-old woman. Yes. But I also am bad with ages, so I, who knows? I simply cannot. And then I said, dead? No. Just became trees. Mm. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> this guy looks like a 1970s Daniel Craig. He looks like oh, Daniel yeah. Craig if Daniel Craig was a very, very religiously traumatized man in the 70s. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I said, cool it on the Christian stuff. Read the room. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I said, God, everyone's nude. Yes. No, I, and then one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was the animal masks when they're slowly appearing behind the wall. I loved it. Because at first you're just like, oh, they're, they're all happy he's finally leaving. But really, they're watching to be like, is he going to do it? Is he going to come back? He's got to stay on his own free will. And then he fucking does. Because God damn it, Howie, you're fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, reading that story about May Day, and then you see the costumes. That was great. Mm-hmm. When he's like, oh, the hobby horse. And he's like, I'm not doing the uh-huh. little chomp noise. Yeah. Very satisfying little chomp noise. Yeah. With the wood. There was some nice foley in this. Yes. The footsteps. I love it when you can watch the footsteps yeah. and they don't match. And you're yeah. like, that's a good stuff. He had like good bed wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Good like, clothes. Anytime yeah. they would put on like a lot of fabric, I was mm-hmm. like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So good. 
Um, the little girl falling out of the closet mm. and laughing. One of my favorite moments. Yeah. Because she knows it's going to happen. But she's also a kid. Yeah. So, like, kids aren't amazing at hiding things. But also, how would he know that this was going to happen? Yeah. So she fucking falls out. Is like, <gasps> and he's just like, what? <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking scamp. Yeah. So that was great. Rowan is the May Queen. This cop is the Virgin. <laughs> That's what I wrote. That was my guess. I was like, all right, so this is yeah. how it's going down. Yeah. She wasn't the May Queen. Well, I don't think, right? She, she was, was more just. She was the bait. Yeah. It wasn't like she was anything like within the ceremony other than the bait. But that was my guess. I was like, Rowan's going to be the May Queen and the cop's going to be like, I'm a virgin. <laughs> I'm in a bear suit. And then he put on that fool outfit and I was like, this guy has to die in that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, they put him in a little robe. Yeah. They gave worry. him a robe. They took away the cod piece. <laughs> that ridiculous <laughs> fucking. We had crotch punches. Now we got punches crotch. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we also have, I said, when he was like, I'm going to spend these hours looking for I was like, okay, whatever. And he's knocking on all the doors. And he's like, close and lock your doors, you freak. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just close them. Yeah. She's like, no, fuck you. Um, and then knocked him out. One good... It wasn't even like... I swear, I don't think they ever made contact. He's like, kaboom. Yep. And that man goes down. And I'm yep. like, he didn't touch him. No. <laughs> and that's the 70s, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I love Christ- Christopher Lee, right? Yes. Love him. Love that this movie really did it for him. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I love how hard he worked. The Converse and long hair combo. When he's got those little Converse and his long dark hair, he looked like a moody teen who was giving an interpretive dance performance or just a really emo theater kid. Yeah, it was giving he, emo theater With the kid. dancing, it yeah. looked like he was dancing and everyone else was like, dude, you gotta stop. And yeah. he was like, I love it. So... Sorry, Wicker Man. It's the awkward principle that's trying to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the shoes. Just change the shoes. It was screaming, I'm hanging on to my youth. <laughs> like I was like, why? Uh-huh. Like everyone else looked very much, you know, like they had old timey kind of costumes on that they had had for years. And mm-hmm. then here he is in his little converse. That's like looks like you didn't get the memo. He wasn't being paid. He had to bring his own shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to save that because I think that's my scariest moment. Um, maybe that too. But watching him burn while they sing. Mm. Fucked up. Yeah. That was fucked up. Great ending though. Yes. Because it's nothing. They're not doing anything to them sinister. Yeah. They're just, they're like, oh yeah, it's Mayday. Woo. And they're singing their little song. Uh-huh. And there's like kids and that's it. <laughs> um, and then my last note. Kind of feel like he could he could have kicked some of the sticks. Yeah, it felt like he kind of was like, "I'm in here." Yeah, and I was like, "Buddy, you didn't even try to kick mm-hmm. any of those sticks. They're sticks. It's made of wicker. It's literally man. the wicker man. Just <laughs> kick them. Kick them. You're a cop. Don't you have any kind of strength or whatever? Don't you have to go to like some fucking training? Like when the guy put the lock on it and threw away the key, I was like, "A lock on wicker." Like, exactly. <laughs> he was like, uh-huh, can't get out. And I'm like, use any kind of, have you ever broken a stick? Just snap. Yeah. Just kick. I don't know. Yeah. It made me mad. Like, I was like, you didn't even try. Mm-mm. You didn't even, I'm pretty sure at least Nicolas Cage tries to get the bee mask off his head. Oh, yeah. I don't know for sure. Because I think I've only seen it once. And it was a long time ago. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure he, oh, they tie him up. Yeah. They tied him up too, but not his legs, not his leggies. Leggies. But then jumping from that height without your hands to like. Oh. I would have lit it on the fire. And then. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm just not worried. Much like Jumanji. Yes. I was about to say, I just, this is a thread. This um, is a Jumanji situation where uh-huh. I feel like if they put me in there, I'd go, okay. i climb out the butt. <laughs> right out the butt. Right out the butt. Yeah. You light your little things. You get, or gnaw through them. You have teeth. Hello. Yeah. And then kick through the butt and then climb out. Yeah. I don't. How foolish of him to not kick he out the butt. He was just, he was too busy doing his thing. Yeah. And I don't know. That's on him. He was busy reciting scripture. <sighs> you recite the scripture, you forget to kick the butt. So. Yeah. Classically. That's how it goes. Yeah. Well, Everyone those knows. are all my notes. That's what I liked technically about it. And that's what I liked about it. About it. <laughs> uh, okay. So I was like, okay, discomfort around sexuality. That's like a theme with him. Yeah. Uh, and then when he says degeneracy, I was like, I was like, okay, tone it down. It stems from the filth taught here in this very school. And I was like, seriously, go run for office in Florida right now. You'll win. Honestly, he's killing uh, it, which is sad and horrific. Yeah. But like, it was so weird to hear that dialogue. And it, that was one of the things that made me question, like, how is this received in the seventies? Because I'm right so now curious. I see that as like, he is a despicable human. Yes. A hateful, despicable human. <laughs> but I'm like. But back then, was he just like, yowie? I'm like, they're getting actual sex ed. Like, (laughs) it was just wild. Uh, And then, like, he erases the teacher's work without thought. Like, he erases the thing on the board to write Rowan. And I was like, that's fucking rude. It's about stones. You could learn some things about stones. And also, like, just say the name. I'm pretty sure they can remember a name. Yeah. Uh, I think a maypole would be a nice addition to a neighborhood. It was very nice. It's cute. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um, and he says, you are despicable little liars. I was like, yeah, that's deaf how you talk to children to get them to do what you want. I, I'm going to take notes. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mm. <laughs> uh, And then I don't know if you read the headstones in the cemetery. I don't think. Not, not really. Protected by the ejaculation of serpents. Well, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> was written on one of them. And good, so I good, good. I Googled it because I was like, this is a this is a rough thing to Google, but I need but to I know. I have to know. And so one note that I found was like, okay, it might have been a druid belief that mm. they took serpentages and made like talismans out of it and that was protective. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Sick. I want one. Um, I have no idea if that's accurate, uh. but that was one person's thing. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. I have no idea. But well, I was, it was strange to me. Um, <laughs> I missed it. Let's see. I've already talked about a few of these. Uh, the way they talk about religion, like when he's talking to the school teacher and then when he's talking about to Lord Samurai, yeah. I thought was really interesting because mm-hmm. he's like, do they learn nothing as Christianity? And she's like, only as a comparative religion. Right. And... He was like, oh, why do you believe in, like, trees grow up becoming... She's like, well, you believe in resurrection. Like, uh, yeah. How is that any less ridiculous? And then um, he is talking to Lord Summerisle, and he's like, okay, well, you believe in the Virgin Mary, so how is this any weirder? And I was like, yeah, Those tell parts him. were some of the most interesting. Yeah. I loved them when he was just like, well, how can you do that? And I'm like, bro, your religion's fuck wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then there was an exchange where he says, now what if the true God? And I was like, okay, oh again, like. I know. And Lord Summer else, he's dead. He had his chance and he blew it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> get him. Get him. <laughs> uh, there's, I grew up watching a ton of like crime TV, like crime oh, yeah. and stuff. One of them was The Closer. And there's this episode where there's a surgeon that's playing God, basically, mm-hmm. where he, I think is like 
actually killing people that were involved in certain horrific crimes so yeah. that he can use their organs to save other people. Oh. And they ask him, like, what gives you the fucking right? And, like, what gives you the right to play God? And he was like, the position was just empty, so I took it. And that's always, like, stuck in my head. I'm like, damn. Oh, banger. Damn. Yeah, propaganda. But, but banger damn. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Back to this. Um, and so I was like, so we get the backstory on how the Islanders were like, okay, fuck this God. Let's try a different one. Right. We'll see how this God shakes out for the crops. Uh <laughs> And then he says, I certainly hope you do not think I can be made a fool of indefinitely. And it's like, just for a little while. And then I'm off my fool shit. And I'm back on my fool shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and he calls it This Heathen Island. And I was like, that's a good name. Honestly? <laughs> I'm yeah. going to start calling my house that. I'm like, yeah. welcome to the Heathen Islands. Mm-hmm. Hello. Come on in. <laughs> uh, and then he has his, like, devolution oh god yeah where you know he's chasing the hobby horse and like he's investigating all the houses and then it just cuts to a cow minding its own business and i love seeing cows in horror films just not caring mind yeah they're like what's ain't about me they simply cannot be bothered (laughs) no and i love that like that's just something that brings me joy every time they're moisturized in their lane unbothered Uh and they should be yeah uh and he yells in the name of god woman and i was like who's god why are you, why do you keep saying it like they're keep going to respect like, your right? God? Like one of them's going to go, oh my, you're right. I, I forgot, forgot about Oopsies. him. Sorry. God, sorry. Like he keeps saying it like they should respect it just inherently. And it's like, do you not understand at all that they don't give a shit about your And also he, and he knows that clearly they're not taught about it unless it's comparative religion. So yeah. they don't give a fuck. No. He's literally told this the whole movie, which is why again, I'm like. How was this received? Because clearly yeah. he is told multiple times, like, yeah. no. And he's a fool. Uh, he has, like, his moments of, like, trying to appeal to reason. Yeah. And part of it is, like, this is not, like, a heathen religion. And it's, like, you're, why are you even trying? Like, it's just also, like, at that point, if you know that calling them heathens hasn't worked this whole movie, why weren't you just, like, actually, I love the sun god. Uh-huh. Would love to be let out. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least try his strongest point was about like how he wasn't like a good enough, like the strains of the tree. That was the only one that I was like, I mean, you got him there. Like but, they're going to have to keep getting. Yeah. yeah. But then he said, it's against nature. And I was like, oh, uh, well, not now. <laughs> then you lost him. Yeah. You lost him. He tried. Yeah. But uh, boy. let's see. Punch and his ridiculous cod piece. Um, the game of chance with the head chopping bit. That. And Holly, little scamp with the fake head. That was like, great. Yeah. Because I, I was like, that. oh, shit. And then she just got up. And they were like, it's Holly. And Holly was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> oh, And then he's being, um, he's trying to basically just use his religion as a cudgel to like protect himself yeah and it's like it's not going to protect you i understand what you're trying to do in this moment yeah but like they sincerely don't give a shit what you believe and so he's like i believe in the life eternal as promised to us and they're like cool it was literally comical how much he just kept screaming it and they were just like keep dancing like no one gave a fuck my man (laughs) and then lord summerall had another banger of a line he said that is good for believing what you do we confer upon you a rare gift these days a martyr's death I was like, oh, <laughs> listen, weird theater kid style and all. He still, he killed yeah, it with he that. He killed it. His little converse. 
And then they said, it's time to keep your appointment with the wicker man. And I know that that's also very serious, but I had a moment where I was like, fuck, I'm running late. I totally forgot about my appointment. Do they have like a 15 minute rule? I can't pay the I missed to know appointment what it is. visit. Yeah. And there are two things, three things that I have left. He says, because I die unshriven. I was like, what even is unshriven? Yeah, I was like, okay. Is that like, to me, I don't know. It has to, it probably has to do with his like celibacy. Right. But I was like, have I been shriven? What is shriving? (laughs) Have I shrived? (laughs) Bro, do you even shriv? (laughs) Bro, you haven't truly shrived until you've shrived. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, and then they have the worst fireside sing along. Um, and then when they say reverence the sacrifice, that translates to light this shit. I'm like, yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all my notes. <laughs> really beautiful. <laughs> yep. This movie was Yeah. Balls to the walls. Balls to the walls. Visible balls to the visible, visible balls. balls. <laughs> to the wicker walls. <laughs> it sure was. I um I think I liked it. I have to think about things. I think I liked yeah. it. Let's talk about scariest moment, and we can continue okay. wondering if we liked it through tropes. <laughs> I think I, I think I know mine. If you know yours, yes, I can go. If you need to think, I can go. Okay. So my scariest moment was more about like it feels like okay. There's a short story called Fever Dream. Mm -hmm. I think it's called Fever Dream. And it's about this kid that, like, is sick with a fever. And he has, like, these horrific nightmare dreams. And then he's told by his parents, like, oh, don't worry. That was just, like, a fever dream. And then, like, it's past person to person through touch. And then through, like, some weird circumstance, you're led to believe that he is going to pass this, like, fever dream, mind-altering parasite Mm -hmm. to, like, the vice president of the United States or something. So I haven't read it since freshman year. Of high school? Yeah. So I don't really know if I'm accu- accurately summarizing it. Yeah. But um, to me, like, the concept of Fever Dream has been shaped from that, where it's like you don't know what's real and everything feels like it's moving at the wrong speed. Yeah. And so to me, he's, like, feverishly running through this town looking for Rowan. <sighs> he really is. And then he can't be sure what he's seeing is real with the hobby horse. Right. And then he, like more strange things keep popping up and mm-hmm. you feel like he is just devolving at such a rate. And to me, that's frightening because yeah. it's about mental states. He's and just, I'm just like, yeah, oh. Yeah, he's not well. Yeah. Boy, that, that is, yeah, moment. that's good. Uh, mine is when he's in the Wicker Man yeah. and he's screaming and he's like, Christ! And he yep. just keeps saying it and he's like begging and he's yeah. making like pleas and obviously it's not working. Yeah. It's just freaky. Yeah. Like, I hated him. Don't get me wrong, how he sucked. Yeah. But like, Watching someone plea like that is very, very intense. And he was just screaming. Yeah. And when he just keeps saying, Christ, I was like, okay, okay, stop. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. I Creeped me out the most. I think the hardest part of him being in the Wicker Man was him, see- was him seeing him. <laughs> was seeing him switch from, like, acceptance to uh-huh. panic again, yes. back and forth. And because you think, that, like, stages of grief, stages of, like, acceptance, whatever. Yeah. You think that he will accept his fate and then he has like another renewal of and panic. Like, nope. And that to me is like it's horrific. very, very upsetting. Yeah, very upsetting. Because he starts to be like, okay, uh, you know, and then he's just like, and then the fire, I think, get, you don't ever see it like really yeah. get to him. But like, I think that's what happens and yeah. then all of a sudden it's panic again and I'm like, oh, gross. Yeah. 
Creep me out the most. Yeah. I don't want it to seem at the end of this that I was like, I'm so glad he died. Oh, God, no. It's I'm horrific. not like, kill Howie. No. I was just like, he's a dick. Yeah. Like, and just because someone's a dick yeah. doesn't mean I want them to burn inside of a wicker man. No. Um, not always. No, not always. But he, yeah. he truly was a jerk. But yeah. I don't want him to die. No, I did not want him to be burned alive. No. <laughs> it was a rough, rough moment. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Tropes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. So you already called out mm-hmm. Daylight Horror. Um, I wanted to, I separated these a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to start with horny adjacent tropes because there was just a lot of sexuality yeah, and there like was. discomfort around sexuality and like, <laughs> that was a lot of this film. Right. So body song, B-A-U, nope, B-A-W-D-Y. <laughs> I have it in front of me and I still say the wrong letters. Yeah. Um, aroused by their voice where it's just like her singing and like Got them all, all riled yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there are a lot of tropes around sex is evil. We know that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, but then it expands sex is evil and I am horny. And so it's not just someone that's like, can't have sex. It's bad. It's against right. God, but sex is evil, but I really want it. He's like, sex is the worst. Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but what if? <laughs> and uh, then there's cold turkeys are everywhere. And it's so, in- someone's trying to abstain, but it's constantly, constantly there. Because just, Naked bodies all around. Constantly. Uh, but I would really enjoy it. It's like, I'm not going to have sex with you, but I really would enjoy it. <laughs> Very planned. To so be yes. like, listen, I won't. But God, if I could. But if I could. And that's also a pretty gendered trope. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just going to quote tvtropes.org. Thank yeah. You. So perhaps a character doesn't want to change her relationship. Maybe she's trying to force her partner into doing something. It might be illegal or possibly she's genre savvy enough to know the consequences. In any case, there's a reason why this character on an intellectual level doesn't want to have sex with somebody, but she has trouble resisting her urges. Mm -hmm. Oddly, when the character isn't in a relationship, this trope is almost exclusively applied to females. Apparently men wouldn't even think about refusing sex in the first place. When a character's in a relationship, it can apply to both genders, although if sex follows, expect a double standard. So there are, like, when I was reading through the tropes for this, I was like, some of these trope pages are very, like, problematic. Yeah. In that the way they talk about, like, sex and gender and, like, identity, I'm just like, it needs revision. Right. Um, so I'm not thrilled <laughs> yeah. with the way that it summarizes it, but I think it is important to look at, like, the gender double standards mm-hmm. behind how we look at things. And that also comes up when... um we have the trope really gets around yeah. and really gets around is pretty much exclusively for uh, folks that identify as like women yeah, and it, for like male characters or people that identify as men. Uh, sorry, I'm reading male characters. I was like, I don't like using male and female because <laughs> yeah. that's like sex assigned at birth, not like, so characters that identify as men um, or on like the masculine spectrum will often um, be portrayed as, like, a stud or, like... Right, like, it's like, oh, good job. Yeah, so they're, like, a chick magnet or, like, Casanova. Mm -hmm. Like, these are words from whatever. But if it is a female character, Mm -hmm. then, of course, she's being a huge sleut, and that's not allowed. Um, Right. So it's, yeah, double standards. We're very familiar with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Death by sex, inverted. Oh! If he had had sex before coming to the island, he would have lived. Yeah. And it's interesting because people really 
disagree about the intent of Willow trying to seduce him. Mm -hmm. Because some people will say that uh, if he had slept with Willow, then he wouldn't have been a virgin. He wouldn't have been able to be sacrificed. Right. But some people say that the directors say that it was about how he came to the island. And when he came to the Mm -hmm. island, he was a virgin. And then some people say that Willow was trying to save him. So, like, she was trying to seduce him so that he would no longer be a virgin so that he couldn't be sacrificed. But some people are like, no, it's part of, like, she must tempt him to prove that he's virgin. Right. That's kind of how I took it. Yes, that's how I took it as well. But it's, like, there were so many unsighted things. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of ways to, like... Kind of read into that. There are also a lot of different cuts of this movie. Oh. Um, which I just didn't have time to like really dive That's into. That's a lot, yeah. But there's like this idea of lost footage oh. and it, like someone had stills from the filming and they were like, these scenes aren't in the movie. Where are they? And they're like, oh, they must have been lost. And Interesting. So there's a lot about like the recutting of it when mm-hmm. it went from like Britain to the US. Right. And then also like over the years, like what did you cut? What did you leave in? And mm-hmm. like there are parts of backstory for Howie that are removed. Interesting. So like in, from what I've read in one of the extended versions, it's much more clear that like she wasn't trying to save him. Right. But I don't know because I haven't seen it. Right. It was like, I don't know. So I'm just, it's been out for 50 years. People write a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So death by sex is inverted, separated by the wall. (laughs) The slap wall. The slap wall. Uh, Nude nature dance. Yep. 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 Hot librarian. Duh. Uh, and Lan, I think that might be all of mine. Oh, Landlord's Daughter was one of them, right, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but there were a lot more, but those were the ones that I found yeah. funny. Uh, and then Virgin Sacrifice. <laughs> yes, The movie's course. building to one. I mean, it's just, you know, a twist on which virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then going back to just general tropes. Yeah. Uh, we have all for nothing. Mm-hmm. So Howie is saying at the end, like, this won't fix your crops because the issue is that you're trying to grow something here that is not suited to this climate. Right. And the strains worked for a while, but you'll need a new strain. And so you're killing me for something that won't solve your problem. Right. Um, doesn't really. Doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Uh, bad liar. And so this is like one of the tropes where I think it's really a matter of opinion. Yeah. Because they're saying that the inhabitants of Summer Isle are lying the entire time. Like they're trying to fool him into believing that Rowan is the sacrifice. And they convince him, yeah. but they are very ham-fisted with it. And so it's like, at every turn, they're like, oh, I really hope you don't break in and look at that. Right, and yeah. it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, based on a great big lie mm-hmm. that Rowan is dead or whatever. Right. Um, and then also, based on a great big lie, can refer to the fact that in the opening credits, they're like, thank you to Lord Summer Isle for like letting us learn and like visit your island. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't you're exist. Like, what? <laughs> but you're like, is this like Blair Witch? <laughs> so you have like a moment. Is this happening? <laughs> uh, and then there's Batman Gambit. And so we've had that before. Yeah. And that's where someone, like their plan hinges on the other person doing exactly what their oh, character right. is expected to yes, do. Yes, exactly. And so it's like, how is the perfect sacrifice? Because they knew that he would. Yeah, they're do like, all these we things. got the best one. Yeah, <laughs> we have like a bullheaded cop. We it's got time. this. <laughs> uh, and then we have three big tropes. Yeah. So big no, big oh my god, and big what? And uh, <laughs> they're all around when he's seeing the Wicker Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> A uh, central theme, arguably, is the power of belief. So mm-hmm. what it causes people to do. Mm-hmm. And it could also be maybe, like, Lord Summerisle, who, like, wields other people's beliefs yeah, to get like, them to do things. Right. 
But I think that's also kind of more about how you choose to read his actions and yeah. not like a hard truth. Um, we talked about Daylight Horror, Deadpan Snarker, <laughs> Lord Sunrile. <laughs> yeah. Fate, fake Mystery. Oh, right. Uh, and I love that. This one? Okay, so I'm sorry. There's going to be a little bit of French. Um, so Fete is French for party, uh-huh. and it's spelled F-E-T-E, mm-hmm. and there's an accent, not an accent, it's a circumflex. Sure. Um, it's like the little triangle above yeah. the E, uh-huh. and so it's a fete worse than death. <laughs> and it's about a party that's sole purpose is to murder someone. <laughs> yeah, death party! <laughs> and I was like, that was great. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, so I think that like some people will say fate for but it's I based on my French, it's pronounced fet. It's but it's funny no matter what. Thanks. It's you. working. Thank you. <laughs> uh folk horror. Yeah. And the person that like wrote the note in TV Trope said, like, obviously it's not the Ur example. It's not yeah. like the first, but it could be understood to be the trope codifier for the mm-hmm. modern subgenre, depending on who you ask. Right. Again. Yep. <laughs> uh holier than thou. We know who that Howie. is. Yeah. Horror hippies. Yeah. Human sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, the namesake. Uh, punctuated for emphasis. Uh, when Lord Someone says, <laughs> they will not fail. It's yeah. <laughs> such a good moment. Uh-huh. Soundtrack dissonance. We have that <sighs> boingy music. Boing, and then boing, like, boing. <laughs> they're singing Summer is a coming in and he's burning to death. It's so fucking weird. Uh, and then finally, title drop. Come, it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Love it. Yeah. So those are my tropes. Beautiful tropes. Thank y'all. I don't know. <laughs> we have scale options. I know. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't know. I I wrote one down, mm-hmm. and I don't remember if it was something that was said in the film or if it was something that I wrote. What and it's it? early on where they're like, you can't land here. Like, no trespassing. He's like, no, I, I have a right to be here, whatever. Right. So I wrote unsolicited dinghies. And I don't know if they said that. I don't think, I don't know if they said that. <laughs> I truly don't know. And but it, I like it. Then there's damned apples because yeah. he yells at them at one point saying damned like, apples. damned apples. Yeah. <laughs> and then punches crotch. Um, and serpent ejaculation. <laughs> Just That's some real one awful too. ones here for you. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why this one is calling to me. Maybe they're damned apples. Oh, I don't know why. Yeah, because it's like the whole movie. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna get any fucking apple. No, it's not gonna work. No, they're damned. Yeah, <laughs> damned canned apples. Damned canned apples. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or wall slaps. Oh, wall or slaps. What, what did she do? Jellyfishing. Jellyfish. You know, like uh, yeah. But wall smacking. Wall smacking. Uh, Some wall sweating. Wall I mean, sweating. Yeah. Horny wall. Horny wall. That makes it sound like it's a glory hole. Yeah, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Which notably does not occur in this film. Nude grave criers. Uh, There's just too much. Yeah. Large eggs. Large eggs. Absurdist lard egg. Lard, lard egg. Lard <laughs> egg. <laughs> Uh, yeah, damned apples is just funny. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just so, it seems so, so sweet. You're like, oh, it's a damned apple. Yeah. And then you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. That whole movie. Yeah. Uh, so damned apples? Yeah, I think damned apples is good. I'm having a hard time. Oh, I'm having a crisis. Uh, I think I know. I think I have mine. Yeah, I think so. Okay. One, okay. two. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can go first. Yeah. I gave it three damned apples. Uh-huh. And it's not 
because I have any great issues no. with the film or that I think it's bad. I just, I think it's interesting to engage with as it relates to its place in cinema. Mm-hmm. On its own, this is a movie I would watch to be shocked and like watch with other people. Yeah. Carefully chosen other people to be like, you have to see this wild movie. <laughs> like you have to watch this. And I can appreciate the artistry of like the filming and yeah. stuff, but it's not one that to me is just like a life-changing horror film. Yeah. And so I like not discounting it on the merits. It's just not my type of film. Right. So that's why I give it three damned apples. Yeah. I'm giving it four damned apples. Yeah. This is my kind of horror film. Yeah. I like the weird, like, slow burn. Mm. Just, yeah. I, I like it, and I especially love when it has to do with people. Mm. So I like that, like, what's scary is just that the people believe this so hard. They're not sinister or mean or anything like that. They just believe this, and, like, what they're doing isn't wrong to them. Yeah. And that always creeps me out. Yeah. So I'm giving it four for that, because it is interesting. I love how much fun the town is having mm-hmm. the whole time. And it's fucked up. Yeah. And Howie is just such a fun contrast to them. Yeah. Because he is suffering. Oh. The whole time. having a good time. And all of them are just like, okay, like, do you. They're just happy to be there because they're pumped that they're going to kill this man and their crops are going to be better. And that's life. So that's spooky to me. And I do like how it's shot. It's very, um weird and like it's like whiplash like you'll have like a shot that's straight on and then all of a sudden you're like on the ground and it's just confusing but on purpose and i like that um my only issue with it is that i don't know how to engage with it <laughs> yeah but that's it i, I kind of like it too though yeah. so it's hard i i'm not giving it five because i'm like am i, am I doing this wrong um <laughs> so i don't know um but i also kind of like it so i don't want to take anything away because of that necessarily so it's like when you go to the gym and there are all those fancy workout machines and you don't know if you're using it right. Right. And you're like, do I look like a fool? And so I, I don't know how to take this Like, movie. I don't know. Yeah. And I think like, part of that's the point. But then I'm like wondering, like it just sends me down a rabbit hole of crisis of being like, am I supposed to have a, like a like moral quandary with this? Yeah. Or is it supposed to be very clear and I am, it reveals something that's about me? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, and when it was made... Doesn't help because I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's just he's he's correct in their eyes or yeah. if like we're supposed to be confused and not sure what to do. Yeah. So if I'm looking at it in that way to be confused, that's four for sure. Yeah. Honestly, if I knew for sure that that was how it was supposed to be, yes. it might be a five because I really like yeah. this movie, but I'm just not positive. Yeah. So I have the same thing. It would bump it up a whole damned apple yeah. if I knew that it was supposed to be about like ambivalently yes. in certain directions. If it was or more post- strong yeah. in it's like, we want you to be unsure of what to do. If there was more conversation between the two yeah. on their religions and based on that, then maybe I would be like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But because I just don't know, I'm like, I'm going to give it four. Yeah. Because I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Also four because he didn't try to kick the butt. He, he should have kicked the butt. He should have kicked the butt. Yeah. So, uh, someone asked me like, oh, does he punch a woman while wearing a bear costume? And I was like, no, but he punches someone while wearing a punch costume. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, and he punches, <laughs> I think he punches someone wearing a bear mask while wearing the punch costume. I think he might actually. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that's not like, how I imagine like, okay, that well, arrangement yeah. of words, but I, they're all there. They're all there. All the like Mad Libs. Yeah. Just gotta yeah. piece it. Yeah. 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 
So that's seven damned apples total. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's yeah. not bad. It's not bad at all. It's more apples than Summer Isle has. <laughs> it's, it'll always be more apples than Summer Isle has. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Sorry about it, guys. Uh, thanks, patrons. This is a fun one. This was fun. Yeah, like, it was I good. I enjoyed it. I did. I'm I mean, just, you know, having a moment. <laughs> that's the thing is I'm, I'm also like, did I enjoy it because I've never seen it and it was buck wild? Yeah. So I need to watch it again yeah. to be like, if I have the same amount of fun and the yeah. same amount of like, can't believe it. Wow. You know, that yeah. I had in this one this watch then you know maybe it maybe it's higher yeah for sure because it might be that like the shock surprise was obscuring the fact that i would really enjoy the lighting yeah like who knows it's very possible that i would notice more but yeah that's fine so that wraps up our discussion of the wicker man it does if you enjoyed your time with us we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on apple podcasts that helps other folks find us and we just also love to read what you have to say Please. <laughs> Please. Please. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JessGoolWithIt. And every Wednesday, we'll post the movie for the week. I will start posting things, I swear to God. <laughs> Twitter's just falling apart, so it's hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Twitter's like running on three wheels right now. It's not good. <laughs> uh, you can check out our extended show notes on our website, mm-hmm. JessGoolWithItPod.com. And those are being updated on a bit of a delay. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, you can also take a look at our Patreon at Patreon.com slash JessGoolWithIt. Do it. And this month, what did we watch for? Oh, we watched watch. forty-seven meters down. Yes, like a second a or like whatever. Uncaged. Uncaged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, that was a good. wild shark film. That was actually fun. Yeah. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> What's the moral of the story about bullying people? Nikki? It says don't don't bully people because you never know what secret shark battles they're going through. Yeah. Got, <laughs> you you don't, don't know. know. No. Um, and then for the horror game live stream we played, I'm on Observation yes. 85, and, and that was so fun. Guess you can't observe things. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> it's us. Boy, we struggled. We really struggled. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, but yeah, so that's patreon.com slash just cool with it. And we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons. Do it. Kim, Kelly, Neher, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, and Dalton. Woo! The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella. The cover art is by our very own Nikki Solomon. That's me, baby. Maybe. I'm the May Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of anything, and I was like, I, maybe it's me. Maybe I I'm have the May your Queen. May Queen sticker. I'm like, God, I forgot I made that. Yeah, it's really cute. You guys like May Queen stuff <laughs> with the possums? I made it and possums. I made a sticker of a possum screaming that it's the May Queen. Uh huh. Take check that out. It's beautiful. <laughs> End this episode by plugging my art and going, buy it. <laughs> Won't tell you where. You'll find it if it's meant You'll for you. Figure it out. <laughs> Type in possum May Queen. I'm sure it'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Isolate those coughs for you.